0: Welcome to the Marvelous Madams Podcast. I'm your host, Madam Chris. And as always, I am burdened with the glorious purpose of talking all things Marvel. Hello, everyone. Today, I am joined by a kindred spirit who I have wanted to get on this show since last summer. And now we finally made it happen for the perfect movie. Welcome to the show, Paige Branson, co-host of the Level 7 Access Podcast. I am happy and angered to be
1: here for this movie.
0: <laughs> what did I
1: do to you? I am I am so salty. I am so offended. I am
0: <laughs> I am a ball of emotions that you made me watch this movie. <laughs> well, here's the question. As we are covering Spider-Man 3 today, did you bring your marshmallows for this roast?
1: I have so many. I, I'll make s'mores. You will see the chimney smoke. I like the the fire smoke from, from orbit on how bad we're going to roast this because I hate this movie with every fiber of my soul.
0: And what makes me happy is that I know that there are a lot of our listeners who might be upset with me for my views on uh, Spider-Man 1 and 2, but we can all agree that this one belongs on cinema's trash heap
1: yes yes and for the record i do enjoy spider-man too i i do i do like that movie still but like i will agree that like the first spider-man movie is like a nothing burger like it's just it just sits there and it's okay and that's about it um but i do like the second movie just like just because of doc ock i love doc ock and like this but this third movie i don't i don't i don't know what happened I watched it yesterday because I was dreading it the entire week uh, of watching it. When you said that this was going to be our movie, I was like, "Oh God, I have to do this." Okay, okay, okay. Friday at eight, I can I can get this done and get this done. <laughs> and it 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 lasted like five hours. Like <laughs> in my mind, <laughs> I was stuck.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll go through uh, this movie and these quote unquote plot points. <laughs> Overall, I am aware that there was a lot of studio interference in this movie and you know they made Sam Raimi do things he didn't want to do frankly I don't care (laughs) Uh, he earns no sympathy or leeway from me after the first two movies and you know what Sam take that after all you made Kirsten Dunst do (laughs) yeah I I will gladly agree with that
1: because like I I also know about all the studio interference of this movie and there are certain scenes where I look at it and I'm like oh this is a cry for help okay Okay, this is Sam just throwing the pen down and going, "I don't care."
0: <laughs> and there are a number of times in this movie where we'll say what the hell were they thinking? But I think the biggest ones are when they were casting these two so-called villains. They said to themselves, yeah. "Who who can we get for this?" And it came up with the idea of two washed-up sitcom actors.
1: Yeah. It's they're such weird choices. Like they cast like a plank of wood and like a wacky inflatable tube man. Like that. Those are those are the two people they they cast for these roles. And I'm like, why did you do that? That is
0: accurate. Yep. And uh, James Cromwell, he's been 80 years old since like 1995, right? What
1: is he doing in this movie, <laughs> Grandpa? Stacey. I don't understand. <laughs>
0: he's worse than rosemary harris and cliff robertson what are we doing
1: the second the second i saw him in the credits i was like wait what what
0: are you doing here why wait just leave run yeah he should be in a nursing home not on the police force
1: yes hang out with your grandkids man go go for a walk do anything else yeah and
0: nothing against james cromwell guys he's a legend he's amazing his performance in L.A. Confidential does get better than that, yeah. but he has no business in this movie.
1: No, he doesn't do anything. He's just there. It's like he wandered on set. Like there's no reason that you cast James Cromwell in this role. He's just he's a placeholder
0: for like someone else. Yeah, it would have made more sense if he was just an old man with dementia who wandered yeah. into the station. He's wandering through the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and of course last but not least oh the misogyny oh my god
1: i totally didn't remember or did or i guess like i must i must not have been thinking about it. like this was like 2005 i guess 2007 and i was oh jesus christ all right so i was i was out of college i'm trying to think of where i was in my life mm-hmm. where it it wasn't registering as hard yeah. i was definitely out of college I was in Savannah, Georgia, just chilling and trying to figure out who the hell I was. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I just saw this movie and I was like, never again. Like, I had enough sense back then to be like, one and done. I'm never watching this movie again. By God is my witness. I will <laughs> never
0: have to sit through. And then here we are. <laughs> well, I mean, you had more sense than MJ. Yes.
1: <laughs> God, she got it so rough. She was she was like a character for like the first Ten minutes of this movie, maybe, and then not for the rest of the movie. Like this, this movie lulled me into a sense of complacency during the first, like maybe like twenty minutes of the movie. I was like, okay, this isn't terrible. It's like shot well. You got Bill Pope doing cinematography. I'm like, how'd you get him? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) And then it. The shots were great. I could tell what was happening in the action. And I was like, this is fun. Okay, it's adequate. These graphics don't hold up. Whatever. MJ's having problems. We can go in her problems, hopefully. Let's hopefully she's going to be her own character and she's got her own problems. And we're setting them up as her own problems that she's going to deal with independently. Oh, oh, we're not. Oh, Oh, you silly
0: girl. We can't have that. (laughs) No, no, no. Okay, so I'm not crazy. The CGI in this movie is worse than the previous two movies. Yes, yes, hundred percent. Okay, hundred percent. I thought I was losing my mind. I'm like, how is this possible?
1: There's there's only one scene where I'm like, oh, you get you assholes are showing off. Like this is this is where this is where the money went. And it's like when when Sandman is like reconstituting himself, mm-hmm. uh, and it, I I love that that one shot spinning sequence. And like the focus on all the grains of sand and him uh like failing at at making himself again a couple of times like that's 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 a well done shot mm-hmm. that looks great that is wonderful. everything else is the they're they're rubber men on on a background that isn't there, and
0: it looks very bad yeah <laughs> yeah, he's reconstituting himself like a bag of instant <laughs> potatoes yes. that's about all the emotion that we get out of him
1: yes they, they that score is working overtime <laughs> yeah. on some of these scenes to give you the, the like the pathos of these characters it's like you feeling it yet you feel <laughs> yet, guys like okay score I know it's you that's like really pushing this hard you're really trying to sell it for me because what's happening on the screen visually ain't cutting it yep all
0: right so oh let's dive into this dumpster from the oh, go, let's do it, and oh. my God, I have never hated a scooter so much in my life.
1: <laughs> I have never wanted to see someone just faceplant right? on a scooter so much. Just like, just do
0: it, come on. So we doubled down on how much of a loser Peter Parker is in the second movie. We're tripling down in this movie because oh, God. we're in a high-level college like physics class, and we're throwing spitballs. I, I I I I don't
1: remember that from college. Like I don't remember people doing that. And that one kid with that big ass like spotlight thing yeah. that he shines it. I was like, how does the teacher not see that? Yeah.
0: They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's gigantic. Yeah, we've got bullies at Columbia. And not only that, but we're thumbs upping each other when we get an answer. Yeah. I'm like, how much money did you all pay to go here? <laughs> like, what is happening? Yeah, like I want to like check Tommy mcguire's pants at this point and see if he's actually like still in diapers because this is ridiculous yeah yeah
1: Yeah. it didn't make any sense i was like i've never experienced that i don't know what's happening i don't know why i don't know why like connor's doesn't see that big spotlight thing that that one kid has it just i zeroed in on that i was like how do you not see that it's right there in the front row how do you not see what he's doing seriously connor's
0: (laughs) you're missing an arm not eyes come on man yes (laughs) But what's even more ridiculous is the idea of uh, Peter Parker buying an engagement ring. I mean, with what? Monopoly money? Uh. <laughs> when you ride a scooter and you can't pay your rent, you don't get to buy engagement rings. Lay away or no yeah. lay away.
1: Yeah, like, you're not even planning that yet. And you're definitely, like, going to discuss it with your partner that is barely making way more money than you because have you seen her apartment? Good Lord! Right? <laughs> does, does he think she's going to go and live in Mr. Bean's apartment with him? No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> I will not be living in this closet <laughs> with you, Peter. <laughs> you may live in my closet. <laughs> so Peter's front row at MJ's yeah. Broadway show here where she has top billing on the marquee. Right
1: i i totally forgot that there was like a musical aspect to this and when she started singing and going as slow as possible down those stairs i was like is this this is happening isn't it is i oh god this we're we're gonna be stuck here for the next couple of minutes aren't we we're stuck we're stuck in this musical number okay all right all right just gonna settle in but if that musical number had turned into spider-man turn off the dark at the end all would have been forgiven
0: i'm not gonna lie i really wanted her to fall down those stairs absolutely
1: (laughs) for as slow as she was going in that long dress i'm like and not looking at her feet i was like come on come on just give me this give me this like she does like a pratfall and like writes herself at the at the at the bottom of the stairs and i'm like all's forgiven this is wonderful this is art
0: and of course we have harry osborne in the balcony shooting peter dirty looks because that is all the effort he is capable of
1: that's it that's his one face
0: so Peter's just thrilled. His woman's making it and sees Harry outside. Dude, we got to talk. Come on. It's not like we've we've been best friends and I could have come to your house or called you at some other point and not harassed you on the street. But but we're going to do this right now. I'm literally Spider-Man. I could just go up the building and go, hey, how you doing? We got to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we're back with our two lovebirds here. Ugh. And did it bother you like, just how much reassurance mj needs about her performance
1: yeah just like really needing peter's approval for her own work was grading already where i was just like oh that doesn't feel good wow that wow i'm not feeling good seven minutes in this movie that's weird um yeah just like her asking peter multiple times like was i perfect was i good was i great I was like, if you're on Broadway and you're in and you're starting your show, you kind of already know you're great. So you're fine. And like, ask your colleagues, maybe, maybe, maybe don't ask him. Ask your colleagues yeah. for, for notes. You're
0: right about that. <laughs> She's definitely asking the wrong guy because she could vomit on the floor and he would say it was amazing. Exactly.
1: Like, ask everyone else around you that works with you for notes.
0: <laughs> He's never seen her for who she is. He is very much in love at her. She's still way mm-hmm. up on that pedestal for him. Might as well be high up on those stairs, and she's never coming down. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: She's just like the token. Like there's so many MacGuffins in this movie that I realize, like, oh, she's a MacGuffin later on. That's it. That's all she is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's not a. She's not a person. She's
0: not a character. She's
1: just one of the many MacGuffins in this movie.
0: So now we head over to the park for one of the grossest displays I have ever seen. Now I can deal with it. I thought it was hilarious how they referenced it in No Way Home. I'm totally fine with Peter being able to make the webs, like, in his body. It's not something mm-hmm. I think about. I accept it. I'm totally fine with it. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. I want to lay on top of him. Yeah.
1: And the fact that she's not sticky on it or anything, it's just like, oh, you just turned it off, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. You just squirted it out of your arm a little differently, I guess. <laughs> Do
0: we want to go into that movie? Yeah, let's not. <laughs> and you know what, too? Like, guys... I don't know if you've noticed, but this is a public park. Anybody could huh? walk by and see you. Anyone? How are you going to explain this? <laughs> so the whole point of this is we have the venom goo asteroid hitting the park, releasing said yeah. goo. I will say the goo is effective.
1: Yes, it looks cool, and like it's like that cool like low <laughs> angle shot as it's going up onto the scooter, and like I like I like that. Like that's cool. That's good cinematography, and. It is weird that the sky pooped a plot point. Because uh, <laughs> it definitely doesn't hit the earth like a meteorite should. It's definitely just like, Yes.
0: <laughs> You're absolutely right about that. And I'm glad that they weren't obliterated by the impacts. Yeah, they didn't even notice. And I just can't believe that MJ gets on the back of this scooter with him. No. <sighs> this is middle school.
1: No, no, no. (laughs) I will walk to the curb and I will call an Uber. I'm not doing this. (laughs) No, 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 no. Yeah, we are adults. We do not do
0: this. Well, speaking of someone who could use an Uber, Flint Marco is on the run. (laughs) Yeah, I totally believe this petty thief is smart enough to escape from Rikers. Yep that happens oh yeah
1: oh yeah absolutely and make it all the way into the city and like make it right to to the house that he needs to go to and in in the closed captioning uh the lady that's there she's just labeled as woman oh that's lovely Who is she what's her relation i don't know does the movie care nope well
0: see Paige. come on though he's driven he's gotta get home to his daughter Yeah. And then this nagging lady, who is just happening to be in that house, we again do
1: not (laughs) have a relationship,
0: is just so mean to him. I know. Now, Paige, you and I, we know something about chronic illness and assistive devices. Mm -hmm. We see this little girl, she's got an oxygen tank, she's got a single crutch. I'm thinking, um... I'm gonna go with stage three McGregor syndrome. What do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna go like
1: <laughs> Tiny Tim itis. Like I don't, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> I was like, okay, um, this child is melting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she should be in a bubble, I guess. Yeah. Um, something terrible <laughs> is happening.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Marco is confronted by, we'll assume at least this child's mother, ex-wife, <laughs> woman, woman. He is trying to steal bread like an old timey hobo. Yes. The way he just like
1: rips it in half. I'm like, are you in a tavern? Are, you, are we about to start a campaign? What are we
0: doing here, Marco? I feel like he should be carrying a bindle over his shoulder. <laughs> and this costume, this outfit they put him in, it is so weird to me. Like if somebody is on the run from the cops, right? Think like Richard Kimball. I need them mm-hmm. to look disheveled. I need yeah. some stubble. And this guy, he looks like he's about to coach a pee-wee soccer game the whole movie. Yep. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> and on top of that, Thomas Hayden Church barely speaks.
1: Yeah. He just, like, slowly emotes of his face and seeks very slowly when he does and every scene he's talking in takes about 10 minutes it just it just feels like time just slows down and it's painful every time
0: he seems so dim i feel like this might be an alternate universe where like remember when lowell mather went into witness protection this is who Mm. he became Mm -hmm. that would make sense to me and again he's like so much better in like no
1: way home it's it's (sighs) It's crazy. Like, like every villain had a glow-up. He's way
0: better there. Yeah. <laughs> As a creature. hmm So, yeah, his whole thing is that he was robbing and pillaging to try and raise money for his daughter's care. But he swears he's not a bad person, so, of course, we should feel sympathetic for him.
1: hmm And the score is telling us that we need to feel sympathetic for, for him. So, it must be true.
0: Yeah, I mean perhaps we could have maybe gotten there a little bit if they had cast someone who could do something besides blankness.
1: hmm And then the little girl gives him another plot point. <laughs> Just goes like, here, I'm going to give you this plot point necklace. Here you go. Here, here, here's your plot point necklace. This is your pre prerequisite item. Put it in your inventory. Okay, it's a quest item. It's a key item. There you go.
0: Yeah, the picture that looks like it was taken the year the camera was invented.
1: Yes, the 1800s picture. Like, is that a pinhole? Like, what did you, What happened here?
0: So now we have to go see another non-character and wake her up out of what what must have been a sound sleep because it's late and she's fucking old. Right?
1: I was like... Peter, I'm old. I go to bed at six after Wheel of Fortune. Why are you doing this so late? Yeah, What are you doing? I mean, I'm
0: 34. I'm in bed no later than 8 p.m. every night. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, why why are you doing this, sir? (laughs) This woman raised you. Don't do this.
0: But he's got to tell her, Aunt May, Aunt May, even though I don't have two pennies to rub together and I'm still in school and still eat Cheerios in the morning, I'm going to marry MJ.
1: Well, you see, she exists only to serve him, so her needs can go to hell, and she can definitely just inform Peter on everything that is going on with uh, his life and not take into consideration her life at all. Totally, <laughs> it's
0: great. Well, I mean, to be fair, the movie does tell us she doesn't have any life outside of Peter. Oh, so God, no. There you go. Why? Why would she? <laughs> And this is where it really begins for me. I'm already being made viscerally uncomfortable by Toby Maguire in this movie. It only gets worse. He's mm-hmm. got to stop smiling.
1: Yes, that weird smile. Ugh that weird smile that he does where it's like some of the face goes up and the other side of the face doesn't really know what to do. Like it just kind of freezes for a second. And then it just kind of tries to go up with the other side of the face and it kind of makes it sometimes. And then sometimes it does not make it.
0: Yeah. I'm definitely on content overload because I'm now starting to wonder if Tobey Maguire is a reptilian after having watched Mm -hmm. amazing Spider-Man last night. (laughs) I think it's more and more possible every day. There's a strong chance. <laughs> and, you know, we get the first line that really, there's a few very specific lines in this movie that really bother me. And this is one of them from Aunt May. A man has to be understanding and put his wife before himself.
1: <laughs> hmm Or you could be equal partners in everything. Oh, no, no. Okay. All right.
0: Yep. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, it feels misogynistic given the greater context of the movie and the age of the woman it's coming from. Mm -hmm. This idea that women have to be coddled or protected or sheltered. And I mean, that generation was perfectly fine with women getting smacked around. Mm -hmm. So I guess partly realizing, not only out of sentiment, but realizing that he's never going to be able to afford it. May gives Peter her own engagement ring, which is a lovely gesture in the right circumstances. Here, it's just pie in the sky. Maybe not one in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So with her blessing, Peter takes back off on his scooter. And this is the most random thing ever. <laughs> there's no, I, I don't even know how to phrase it. Like there's no segue. There's nothing. Harry just bam, uh-huh. flying yeah. to frame. It, it...
1: It's very ramy. I, I I give it that that it's it's a very ramy thing to do to be like a hard cut to like a hard jump to something like this. And I was like, "Yep, th-
0: this is what I signed up for." Here we go. And now a big question is, and this is a problem in in both previous movies. How much time has passed between Harry finding out Peter Spider Man and this moment? It is very unclear. It is super unclear. <laughs> And we have this huge sky fight here, but Peter's only concern is, of course, the engagement ring. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and granted, I did like this fight. I could tell who was hitting who. They used the environment. And I could see the action clearly. So I was like, okay, I'm in for this fight. This is fine. Until they went into, like, the corridor and it turned into, like, a quick time event. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> Now, now we're not as creative. <laughs> yeah, I actually
0: had trouble with this sequence, uh, not because it's it's done poorly. It made me nauseous.
1: Mm, I totally get that. I totally get that. Like, there's a lot of vertigo mm-hmm. and like uh, swinging around the camera like really quickly, which I see was on purpose. And I totally get why people would get nauseous from. Yeah. It. Uh, but I I liked being able to track the action. It was the first time I was like, okay, these people do look like rubber. This this CGI is not holding up. But I can tell which rubber man is hitting what rubber man <laughs> into what building. And it's fine. And it's totally fine. The The other part of this fight scene that I unfortunately did not like is the amount of debris that is coming off those buildings and is just falling to the ground. Mm-hmm. There are like 40 people dead mm-hmm. from this fight. <laughs> That just got killed from falling, like, cement and glass. They are dead. Yep, totally agree. Keep a body count for falling debris in this movie. And why, like, that's not paper. <laughs>
0: like, they're going to, like, someone's no one's going to die down there. <laughs> it's like, the biggest problem with this fight isn't the aesthetics. It's that I've never cared about this friendship. Mm-hmm. It was never developed properly. So there are zero emotional stakes to this. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Not just the friendship, but I've never believed any of Harry's angst over his father yeah. because they've relied solely on James Franco to make us buy that. Mm-hmm. And it's never worked. It wasn't done in the script. He can't bring it out emotionally, and I will say, in, in his defense somewhat, he's terrible in these movies, but he's given n- nothing to work with either. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is why I can't fault kirsten dunst for such an uneven inconsistent performance either because how the hell is she supposed to know what's going on in this script
1: yeah she's trying her hardest with what she's been given and it it, that hurts because i'm like oh wow you're really trying with this and um they gave you nothing that's uh that's not great
0: but the reason i do love this fight at the same time is because it's nice to see james franco get the shit kicked out of him yes
1: (laughs) I just, I love the ending bonk of just
0: like, oops. (laughs) Yeah, I found myself (laughs) thinking, I hope he got hurt making this. Yes. (laughs) So Harry is knocked unconscious. Peter's trying to do CPR. And like, this is the most emotion that Tobey Maguire shows in the whole trilogy. Mm -hmm. So while Harry's heading to the hospital, we've got to go back to Mr. Marco here and enter Grandpa Cromwell. Grandpa Stacy. Yeah. And it also doesn't make any narrative sense. Forget about the casting for a captain to have any direct involvement in a single dime a dozen carjacking murder. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, he shouldn't give a shit. He that's that's why you have like lieutenants and like everyone else actually go do the things. Yeah, like, just regular you don't, detectives you don't do that. Yeah, this one murderer in in New
0: York, really <laughs> the, the the one. <laughs> but what's even more ridiculous than this, I truly did facepalm myself particle physics test facility (laughs) keep out (laughs) that's it (laughs) that'll do it now we're just in a a looney tunes cartoon now
1: i i I had so many questions during this why were they doing this at night where were their own security guards to talk to the cops and then stop the test and then coordinate on getting this asshole why did the scientists go oh it's got to be a bird that weighs um like 200 pounds (laughs) (laughs) why isn't there a sensor for that you probably have a sensor for that if you're testing this again why are you doing this at night (laughs)
0: So, poor, poor Harry wakes up with amnesia. Is there a more tired trope than amnesia?
1: It's so tired. I was like, no, i I forgot I forgot this plot point too that he loses memory for
0: like about forty minutes. <laughs> well, the reason the reason you forgot is because it's extremely confusing. The doctor says it is short term memory loss. Mm-hmm. He doesn't remember recent things. But, uh, yeah, the script is going to forget about that in about, I don't know, 10 minutes. Yep. It makes sense that Harry doesn't remember Peter Spider-Man. Okay, fine. But that's it. Yeah, but
1: then he doesn't remember his apartment or, like, if he's dating anybody. It's like,
0: oh, oh okay, um, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm going to pull out my, uh, my true crime cap here for a second to, to point out okay. something very important. Okay. It is well documented in, like, serial killer analysis in history that serious head injuries can turn normal functioning people into psychopaths into sociopaths Mm -hmm. however head injuries do not turn assholes into decent people nope so fuck this entire storyline
1: and they just release him the next day or, or so because like, eh, head, head injury. We don't need to mind you. Get up. <laughs> yeah, like, also like, next to
0: kin. Ah, fuck it. Everyone go in. <laughs> it's just so lazy. If you want to turn him into a hero, that's fine. But do the damn work in the script. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you imagine? Let's, let's look at uh, Ragnarok. Imagine mm-hmm. if Taika Waititi said, had said, ah, uh, fuck the script. Let's just have Loki get hit in the head real hard. And come out good. Yeah, so he's just a really nice guy, you know? It's fine. The the audience will love that. And like being a better person is the least of it with Harry. We'll get to it. And uh, speaking of inconsistent, all right, all right, Mr. Ramy, We've we've gotta understand something that if you are going to make a comic book movie, you have to establish internal rules and then stick to them. Mm-hmm. So sometimes sandman can touch things sometimes he can't he can seemingly go back and forth between sand and human but at will yeah. or not yeah yeah
1: when he when he's putting himself together and after he does that and he grabs the locket i'm like is that locket made of beskar like <laughs> what how did that survive what the plot like we should all talk about this locket like what is, what is the constitution
0: of this locket well you know what you know what it's his love for his baby daughter. Oh, of course. That allows him to hold (laughs) it. So he's playing with his new sand powers and Peter is getting ready for his big proposal night. But before he can do that, MJ really needs to talk because it turns out she was shit in that play. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) Apparently everyone but her knew. Because it's all over the paper. Nothing but terrible reviews. Now, in Peter's defense, and this is the only time I'll say that, he is right that MJ mm-hmm. does need to have and develop thicker skin if she wants to make it on stage or in, on, yes. in front of the camera in any way. But then he just yes. completely blows it by making it about himself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like he just keeps going after that. And it's like, well, that's not how you help the person. You, you let them talk it out and then you you help them through that and you give them ice cream if needed. But you let them take charge of the conversation and what they need because they're the ones struggling.
0: And oh, you're not doing that? Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. And then there's this tiny itsy bitsy attempt to give MJ some depth saying the review sound like her father wrote it way too little, too late. So on top of just, you know, making it worse by making everything about himself, Peter has to leave to go do some spider manning. Of course. And, you know, I think there's even more to it. This may be giving the movie more credit than it deserves, but I think it's also a matter of Peter can't listen truly to her because if he Mm -hmm. did, that would mean acknowledging that she is a flawed human Mm -hmm. and he can't have that.
1: No, God, no. She's perfect in everything. She can do no wrong. And it must be the world that is crazy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and what he doesn't understand and what a lot of people don't understand is it's no fun up there on that pedestal. Mm -hmm. This is not a happy relationship.
1: Yeah, as it stands, like they do not deserve to work out and she needs to not be in this relationship anymore. (laughs) She needs to be by herself for a while and like just figure herself out. And I would love that movie if we just stayed on her figuring
0: out her life in New York. But I guess
1: we're going to do this movie instead.
0: Yeah, and we do flashbacks where she's like, what the hell was I thinking? hmm But she does manage to get out of Peter's apartment before the Venom goo can get to her. <laughs> and now we meet, oh, poor Bryce Howard, Gwen Stacy. Yeah!
1: I, I completely forgot that, like, one, Gwen Stacy was in this movie, and two, it was played by her. I was like, whoa, okay, all right, so this is happening, we are you a character? I don't know yet. Oh, wait, you're a damsel in distress immediately. Okay, fuck it.
0: <laughs> well, I think the reason you didn't remember her is because we all know, I mean, yes, this was 2007, but we all know Bryce Howard as one of Hollywood's greatest redheads, Mm. Naturally, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. And why they would choose to cast a redhead in this role? I'm sorry. Was there a shortage of blonde actresses in 2007?
1: I guess so. I couldn't tell if they dyed her hair, if that was like a really weird wig on her, because that hair goes through transitions. Yeah,
0: sometimes in this movie, <laughs> it looks terrible. And I will say this: like Kirsten Dunst looks fantastic as a redhead. Oh yeah. Most mm-hmm. most blondes can look good with red hair. It doesn't yeah. translate the other way. No. Not always. So, a Quinn here, oh, isn't she so well-rounded? Not only is she a physics student, but she's also a model in her spare time, boys. <laughs> Could we objectify her anymore? <laughs> okay, so this guy playing the photographer. So, while he's uh, photographing his ladies here, we have what else but a, uh, a runaway crane hitting I mean building. why not yes <laughs> and you know I really need this to be a movie let's make this happen Netflix runaway crane yes I'm sure Nicolas Cage has the time let's do this
1: yeah it's just a single shot camera like just like on like inside the uh like the operator car and it's just like just
0: two hours of freaking out because
1: <laughs> 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 and it's Nicolas Cage losing his shit up there <laughs>
0: So this crane is all over the place, and man, Captain Stacy really gets around, doesn't he?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He's just like he needs to be front and center
0: for every single crime. And did you <laughs> see these medals? Like he's as bad as Commissioner Gordon and Batman and Robin. Yes.
1: Yes. And, and again, millions dead from the debris again. <laughs> like no one cares. There's no consideration for that. For
0: just like, oh, everyone's dead. <laughs> They're dead. <laughs> and now, unfortunately, we have to meet. <sighs> edward brock jr now throughout this movie i know how i feel about eddie brock but for the life of me i don't know how the movie wants me to feel about eddie brock
1: yeah because like it wants you to be sympathetic to him in the beginning but then he's also a douchebag and then he's also like inflating anything that he has with with gwen exactly and he's all
0: over the place. Yeah, because he gets there, recognizes Gwen, tells her father, clearly doesn't give a shit that she's in danger.
1: Yeah, like really, really just nonplussed about the fact that she could literally just die at any moment. Just just like, oh yeah, she's up there. Oh, interesting.
0: But of course she doesn't. Spider-Man saves her. And of course, once she's down on the ground, she's got that look in her eye. Uh Uh-huh. And then just to put a button on that, let's go cry to daddy. Literally.
1: And I guess, like, the the crane's still out of control, as far as I can tell. And that guy is still freaking out in that that crane. And we just don't care.
0: (laughs) You just know that guy brought, like, his entire family to this premiere. He was so proud of himself. (laughs) So off we go to the Daily Bugle, where we find the only thing worthwhile about this movie. And that, of course, is J.K. Simmons.
1: Yeah, J.K. Simmons and, like, I do have a special place in my heart for Ted Raimi. Because <laughs> I grew up watching, like, Xena and Hercules, so I know him from there. And, like, every time I see Ted Raimi as well, too, I'm like, yeah, this is fine. Having these two actors, like, play off of each other. I'm totally, I'm A-OK with this. This is good. Yep. This is good stuff.
0: Now, we mentioned uh, Bryce Howard's hair. <laughs> Amy and I always label the original Thor as the worst instance of uh, of hair in the MCU mm-hmm. between the mm-hmm. the horrendous dye job of Mr. Hemsworth and the untamable mop of Mr. Hiddleston. It's, yep. it's pretty rough. There's some bad hair. <laughs> but uh, this movie gives them a run for their money. Yeah. And it, this is another one where I go, are we supposed to make fun of this or not? Because we get the what's that smell? And Brock oh. tells them, well, it's nice and easy. So... Are we supposed to think that he dyed his hair blonde? I guess. Because it's like,
1: you look at it and you're like, that can't be natural. Like, it just can't be. So you're like, okay, well, he must have dyed it himself,
0: right? Because no one just has that hair. Right. And then the question becomes, well, did they do that on purpose for the movie? Because Eddie Brock is blonde in the comics. I guess that shortage Mm -hmm. in 2007 must have run both ways. Yeah. You're telling me Ryan Felipe was so fucking busy?
1: (laughs) Just couldn't be fucked to do this movie. This movie has everyone else in it. (laughs) Yeah, why
0: not? (laughs) And overall, I just... I feel like Eddie Brock represents the Jar Jar Binks of this franchise. Am I wrong? Mm.
1: No, you're right. You're right. He's just kind of there. And, like, some people are like, like, I just he's made of cg for like the like the latter half of this movie yeah.
0: yeah so he's got uh some spidey pics here and he wants the new photographer staff job at the bugle because he's got a girl he intends to marry even though they've only had coffee as we will find out and clearly yeah, not and he's, gonna he's gonna
1: get 50 dollars he's gonna get 50 dollars for the picture it's like well this is this is me and my big break like what It's $50 freelance,
0: honey. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Peter is right here. The staff job should go to him if it's going to go to anybody. And, you know, this scene I find off-putting for another reason, too. So the black guy that we have here, who I'm fairly certain doesn't even get a name. He's been in all three movies. He is what appears to be, like, Jameson's right-hand man. And I don't know if you remember, he's the detective in Sister Act. That's the only thing I remember him (gasps) from. It really bothers me that the white man in charge in every movie co- consistently ignores every suggestion made by the clearly more competent and more respectable black man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Just really rubbed me the wrong way.
1: Yeah, because I'm just like trying to think of like now I'm like overall thinking about like characters of color in all these movies, and I'm like, oh, oh no. Yeah, he's kind <laughs> of. He's kind of the only one. Yeah for new york that's uh
0: that's a little weird yeah we have a problem (laughs) so jameson decides he's gonna go biblical on this shit whichever (laughs) of the two of you catches a a picture of spidey breaking the law that's who's gonna get this staff job and you know what Paige? this is what i really want my superhero movies is a photography competition
1: oh yeah yeah for something that may or may not ever happen in their lifetime like 20 years later one person comes back like here you go (laughs) everyone's retired
0: (laughs) and can we also just forget that this stanley cameo ever happened so peter is bringing harry home from the hospital and yay we're buddies again except there is no foundation for any of this camaraderie at any point whoops
1: none that giant ass painting of William Defoe.
0: Oh, like my I kind that painting. <laughs> I swear to God I was thinking the same thing. What an amazing like, gift that would be to somebody. That is
1: gigantic and hilarious, and I kinda want it over my bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: the kind of thing where like You would have to keep a straight face and give it to someone seriously. And they'd have to know you spent a fortune on it. So they'd Uh have to put it up every time you come over to not Uh hurt your
1: feelings. it's
0: gigantic.
1: You can't miss it. You can't hide it. It has to be on your wall.
0: And then I would totally be afraid it would come alive at night. Yes. (laughs) So now we also have Harry asking Bernard, the butler, put that in your back pocket because he's important. uh, Oh, boy. If he has any girlfriends, like he's 12. And he's acting like he doesn't remember this apartment that he's lived in for at least five right, years.
1: Right? That's when I was like, wait, short term? What are you talking about?
0: Yeah, and wishing he could remember more about his father.
1: How far back is short term? Guys, <laughs> go back to the hospital. It's not short term, it's long term. Harry, you need help.
0: And Harry does notice that his reflexes seem to be a bit better in. Because he's a moron, uh, he thinks this is natural. <laughs> we d- we should mention at this point, Harry has, in fact, taken the goblin juice. Oh, yes,
1: because that's such a good idea.
0: <laughs> so while those two are having a pillow fight and watching movies together, MJ is getting fired from her show due to nothing but bad reviews. Mm-hmm. And I just love these producers shaking their heads at how poorly this was handled when they are the yeah. ones who handled it poorly. Yes. Like, could we just be shittier to this woman?
1: Mm-hmm. Just doing it in the worst way possible.
0: And of course, on the heels of this, MJ has to exit right out to Spider-Man, getting a big round of applause for something. For just existing. <laughs> Story of men and women, is it not? Mm-hmm. And this is where... I really, like, before this, Peter Parker was just on my nerves, annoying me. This is where I really start to outright despise him.
1: Yeah, because I was like, this, the suit, the, the black suit that comes up later didn't make you a douche. You were a douche before that. Exactly. So you're just a douche. <laughs> Mary change shouldn't be with you, because again,
0: you're a douche. He is so full of himself here. I absolutely hate it. And it's so incongruous because he's supposed to have this big ego and be inflated. And my God, he's just such a loser. Marching Mm. in place like the friggin' music band. And it's here that MJ could, but she doesn't tell Peter that she was fired. And I don't think it's because she doesn't want to spoil his day. I think it's because... She knows he's going to make this about himself and disappoint her.
1: Yeah, and she probably knows that she's on a pedestal. And then, like, it would, in the context of the movie, be like, oh, it would it would break his heart to see me be a flawed human. So I can't say it because.
0: Mm. Yep, exactly. Now, I've spent time in New York. I assume you have also. Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily want to see, but you know what I have never seen? <laughs> is a uh, big old 18-wheeler full of sand.
1: Nope. Uh, my notes say, what would happen if the truck was filled with marshmallow? <laughs> 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 then
0: he'd just be laying on top like, hi <laughs> um, <laughs> This did not work out for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Flynn Marco just moseys on in, hops into this truck and just, hides in this bed because he's waiting to rob a bank
1: why doesn't he shapeshift into literally any other form other than his dumb dumb face and his bright bright shirt
0: (laughs) yeah i it doesn't even make any sense narratively because i'm sure there's an explanation for it in the comics but not here because if anything is going to turn into sand it would be glass why would Mm -hmm. a person turn into sand Mm -hmm. So back at the festival, Harry shows up. Oh, and he's just so happy to see MJ because his head's just empty and full of sunshine and rainbows. Because you know what? It's weird waking up and not knowing who you are.
1: Oh yeah. Everything's great. Okay. You know, having that nagging feeling of not knowing who you are and what you've been doing for the last, like, I don't know, year. Like, again, unclear of
0: how short-term
1: this memory loss is. Yeah.
0: Doesn't remember much of his father, but he does remember that he once wrote MJ a play in high school. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Harry Osborne wrote a play. I don't believe that Harry Osborne could write his fucking name in high school. He would get Bernard to write it. Right? <laughs>
1: He'd be like, I'm not doing this.
0: <laughs> exactly. And Peter continues to be just drunk on admiration and applause. And oh, here it begins.
1: This is when I got up to go get some chips uh-huh. and
0: something to drink. <laughs> I was like, I can't take this right now. Uh-huh. Even though he knows MJ is there and he told her where to look his entrance this shitbag asks gwen to kiss him upside down and let's let's assume i had suffered severe brain damage and had decided to be with peter parker in the first place i'm done right then and there
1: yeah it's it's so gross and again this is all before the black
0: suit he's just a douche it was everything he did in that black suit was already in him. And they say that. Yes! That Connor says that. He, it amplifies existing traits. Uh-oh, you're horrible. <laughs> Pretty much. So before MJ can do little more than scowl, a sad man blows in to rob this bank and then somehow switches to human form. hmm But he is thwarted because, in case you haven't heard, I'm the sheriff around these parts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kill me.
1: His little whispery voice coming out of that suit. I'm like, no, stop talking, honey. Don't
0: do this. Yeah. And there's another aesthetic problem. And I'm curious if you noticed it. And I have a feeling you did. If you also felt the same way about the CGI. Mm. There is no shirtless scene in this movie. Not that I wanted it. But the point being, Tobey Maguire was not in shape for this movie no
1: we don't see any of that no we 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 see
0: none of that i never Mm-mm. believe it's him in that spidey suit for the wide shots oh no, god no and i wonder because i know he is now or at least was for a while i wonder if he had gone vegan by this point hmm. or was in like transition with it because that can i mean
1: that can mess with it you it can
0: I, it can it works for a lot of people no, i have nothing against mm-hmm. it i tried it myself in my my desperate attempt years ago to uh to get healthy but in when you're in transition it can really mm-hmm. fuck you up especially if you don't do Ooh, it yeah. properly mm-hmm. so it makes me wonder
1: that's a good probability right there <laughs> like you you are you are amassing
0: all the clues <laughs> and speaking of cameos we can do without i enjoy bruce campbell but not here
1: I love Bruce. This was not his better. His better of like the 3 the 3 cameos that he had. I it was okay. I was like, I like seeing you you're into this. You're happy to get work. I'm happy you're getting work. I don't I don't like this.
0: <laughs> In his defense, part of it is Maguire's giving him nothing back. Yep, I felt like I could feel hi- Campbell threw the screen going, come on, come on. Give me a little bit more. Come on. Act with me, not against me. (laughs) Give me anything. And this whole thing just blows my mind. Like, Peter can't even afford this dinner, let alone getting married. And I want to be clear here. Being married costs about 25 bucks. It's a (laughs) wedding that costs money. I would know. I got married at a courthouse, cost me $30. Mm-hmm. But you just know that Peter Parker is going to want to give MJ a big, lavish fairy tale wedding. Mm-hmm. Because she's way up on that pedestal. It's what the princess deserves. So he's got to do it. Yeah. And he's got to give her more than what John Jameson was going to give her. And speaking of which, please tell me, how is it that J. Jonah Jameson didn't make MJ public enemy number one in New York and blackball her? from the theater Mm -hmm. after what she did so publicly to his son Mm -hmm. like it would have been completely in character for him to do that and out of character for him not to do it
1: yeah for him to just let it go but she's not a character so you know it kind of slipped his mind
0: and the fact that she even shows up for this dinner without having addressed what happened the day before is insane Mm -hmm. yeah it's so demeaning I would have marched straight to his apartment after that festival, thrown a drink in his face after, you know, busting down the door because it doesn't open.
1: Exactly. That,
0: like, tissue paper door. <laughs> like, no, no, I'll just kick it down. It's fine. <laughs> so, again, she's trying to tell Peter what's going on with her, but he just can't have it. This scene, like, like there are so many
1: scenes in this movie that, that just feel like they go on for eons.
0: And this is one of them. It is. This scene is internal. It just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. And it only gets worse because now mm-hmm. Gwen shows up. She's having dinner at the restaurant with her parents, which is insane because it's after 4 p.m. What are they doing there? And not it's so weird. And again, like what was Bryce Howard supposed to do with this? How was she supposed to act? Who the hell knows? Yeah, no, no no direction. Like, how how was this character feeling? I don't know. Go of it. Roll camera. Yeah, because she's not being bitchy. She's not being malicious, but she is openly flirting with Peter in front of MJ, Mm. putting her hands, poor Bryce Howard, all over him. And Peter admits that she's his lab partner and uh, oh, Gwen would just be lost without him because she's just a silly little girl like can any woman in this movie do anything or be anything on her own
1: no 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 she can't be smart independently she can't like have her own life and her own thing like no 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 can't do it and even though she's not being overtly
0: bitchy it still makes her look bad because Mm -hmm. she was aware of mj before this Mm -hmm. and just to make matters worse peter has zero comprehension Of why MJ is upset. I mean, it just blows my mind. And that comes from a woman who is married to a man who has the emotional IQ of a bar of soap. (laughs) I love my husband dearly, but he is just clueless when it comes to any kind of emotion. And he would have figured this one out.
1: Yeah, just making a PowerPoint presentation. (laughs) Like, okay, this is what's happening right now.
0: And uh, back at Peter's apartment here, Jesus Christ, he can't even afford a landline phone. <laughs> He's using the payphone in the hallway and getting messages from the landlord's daughter, who's basically his secretary and for some reason still in this movie.
1: Yeah, this this might have been when I came back to the couch because I was just like, oh, oh, that scene ended. Okay, good. Uh, what's happening? Uh, payphone. Oh, God. Okay.
0: <laughs> and so then it begins again, because we're right back with Captain Stacy for a conversation that shouldn't be happening.
1: Yeah, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be him doing this. There are other police people in this
0: precinct. Yeah, Please. just a regular. Get one of them to do this menial job. Just a regular oh homicide God. detective. Yeah. So. Well Captain Stacy is relaying here that oh turns out we were wrong. Alternate universe Joey Fatone didn't actually kill Ben. <laughs> it was uh it was this guy Flint Marco who you've never heard of before and nobody really wants around anyway.
1: Yeah, I I was like, wait, why are we why are we doing this? What do, wait, wait, we're really we're going in on the scene again. We're like really this is the third movie and we're just going in on on the Uncle Ben thing again. We're really doing this. Oh. Oh, oh we're not just Okay. We're not just doing this. We're doing this like four times in this movie. Uh, over and over and over with like different
0: versions of the same fucking thing happening. This is Martha Wayne's Pearls. Uh. Enough. So Peter just, he can't get over this. He's stewing about Marco, starting to maybe go a little dark. And oh, this just makes me crazy. Is that even after all this shit he's done to her, this isn't really that big of a deal in the Mm -hmm. grand scheme. MJ shows up because May called her worried. Now, I don't blame May for this. She doesn't know what Peter's Uh done. So I get this. But what bullshit to have her come and be concerned about him, after all he's done. Let somebody else go mm-hmm. coddle him. Yeah. That's what Harry's for. Yeah, or should be for.
1: After she like she commuted all that way over to, his, over to his shitty apartment and and has that little fight and is
0: like, oh okay, I guess I'll commute back. Then. Yeah, <laughs> he has the nerve to push her away and make her out to be the bad guy. mm Hmm. It's just absolutely incredible. So we finally see Peter get infected by the venom goo, which also just took too long.
1: Yeah, finally. I was like, okay, this is one more issue in this in this movie that already has too many things happening. Like I ugh. It's, it's such the inverse of, of No Way Home, where that movie juggled so many different plot points and characters, mm-hmm. and it gave time to everybody, and all the different plot points made sense, and they flowed together. This movie has so many different characters and plot points and MacGuffins, and it just feels so disjointed, and it feels like each one of these little... 10 minute pockets it's its own vignette mm-hmm. and it may or may not relate to the next vignette you're going to see it's really just chance
0: yeah at this point if it relates yeah exactly and we see ben die yet again here i swear i think cliff robertson's grandkids probably went to college on the residual checks yes <laughs> they need me back to fall on the ground <laughs> yes so now that he's infected peter turns in to uh, this dark Spider-Man. Now, um, question here. I'm willing to believe that I just missed something. What happened with this goo suit? Did the the goo turn into a suit, build him a new suit somehow? Because we're going to see he still has the original suit separate. And if the symbiote binds and it's really hard to get off, how does he get the suit off with no problem before... I don't.
1: I don't. It just. It only goes Jay far. Apparently, <laughs>
0: on uh, on Peter,
1: <laughs> it doesn't go go all in on Peter. It just goes like, oh man, I I came onto this person to turn him into his, turn him into a douche, but. Man, there's
0: already a lot of douche here. Yeah, like, I gotta, I gotta pull back. Yeah, maybe it was like even I don't like this guy. I can only go so far. Yeah, I'm
1: just gonna, I'm just gonna hang out on him until I just find someone like better and like more corruptible because this, this guy's already kind of there. I don't really have to do anything. I'm bored on
0: him. <laughs> so he does find a little piece of the goo that he takes to uh, Dr. Connors for testing and study. And man, did they crib this from Gremlins or what? Ha. This is Zach galligan taking, I forget whether it was uh Gizzy or another Gremlin to his old high school science teacher. I mean, mm-hmm. at least Connors is a professor, but what the fuck are they gonna do?
1: Yeah. And the second he sees it, I don't know why he's not like, hey, I'm gonna call the cops in the media because this thing is sentient and it's trying to get to you. I've never seen this before. I need to
0: call 911. <laughs>
1: I need people to come in here right now. That
0: should totally be the reaction, not just a blank look and, oh, yeah, this is totally fine to have sitting on a desk.
1: Yeah, like you have 100% never seen something like this. So maybe calling the authorities would be a very good thing right
0: now. You know what it reminds me of? The goo. Do you remember from when we were kids? I don't know if they still have them anywhere, but they used to be in um, the grocery store thing you put a quarter in and in those machines, Mm -hmm. the sticky fingers.
1: Oh, yeah. If yeah. if one of
0: those things had started to move on its own, I'd have shat my pants as a six-year-old. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I Everyone would have known about it because I would have been screaming. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like that's the, what we have here, the adult version of that, and nobody's even reacting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's literally trying to reach through the glass and get to Peter, and he's just so nonplussed
0: about it. It's just like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> So after he drops off the specimen here, Peter goes after Marco in his dark spidey suit. But Sandman escapes down into the tunnels somehow. And I love it when Eddie Brock shows up and Peter breaks his camera, calls Eddie Brock a chump. Well, you know what, buddy? It takes one to know one, doesn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no winner in that scene. No. So now we have this big underground train fight that comes to absolutely nothing.
1: Yep. I started looking at my phone because I couldn't. I was just like, all right, this this movie doesn't need me for this part. I can't I can't tell what's happening. I, uh, I don't really care about either of these two people. Let's see what's going on on Twitter for a couple of minutes. Oh, and he's gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, so basically Peter just releases the manhole and uh, the water turns Marco into a mud monster. At this point. Yeah. And Peter does believe him, maybe. I don't know if he fully believes him to be dead, or he's just like, you know what, I'm declaring him dead.
1: Yeah, because, like, what is what is he basing that off of? <laughs> like, you don't know. <laughs> you have no idea. This is a Sandman you have never faced. You have no idea how this works. And the, the, his whispery good riddance that he says, it is the worst take. And that's the one they went with. That, <laughs> that is, is a lot. Bad.
0: Where they went with it's a take so that bad. made no sense.
1: The fact that that was possibly the best take they could get is so bad.
0: <laughs> I think and we're going to see that uh in this next scene here after Peter tells off his landlord. I think Peter just wanted the points with Aunt May to be look what a good boy I am. Even though mm-hmm. it's Spider-Man that killed him and there's a lot of like confusion with that too because it really seemed like at the end of Spider-Man 2 that May had figured out he's Spider-Man the way she was talking to him so emphatically. But here we see no, no. In this movie, she has no idea. Mm. Peter's disappointed because she's not doing a jig, not that she could, uh, about this whole situation. And I do agree with her on this. Vengeance, revenge, it's very destructive. Yeah. Unfortunately, the movie has no depth to actually explore that theme in any way. Mm-hmm.
1: Cause they pretty much just state it, but then we don't really have any characters later really absorb it that well, or like in any super meaningful way <laughs> they try at the end, but it, it
0: feels so bad. Mm-hmm. So being, she lost her job on Broadway. MJ uh, gets a new job as a waitress slash singer in a jazz club. And there's nothing wrong with this at all. This is a perfectly yeah. respectable job for her to have. Yeah. You're
1: employed in New York and you you have you, you can do you can be waitress and you can sing
0: sing in the club. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of actors do this. They go back and forth between shows yeah. and waiting tables. It's perfectly normal. Yeah. And then you just get another show. <laughs> like it's it's okay. So she's super down about it. And instead of calling Peter, she calls Harry. Because these two have spent any time together in years. This makes sense. But they're best buddies.
1: Or so the movie has told me very, very often. They're best friends.
0: Okay. Now we've got to talk about this goblin juice again. Because we have established earlier in this franchise that the side effects of the goblin juice are violence, aggression, bad things. Mm Mm-hmm. And... We have also established that um, head injuries don't generally create geniuses. Nonetheless, Harry suddenly appears to be fucking Rembrandt. Do you see this painting? (laughs) He is now a Renaissance master. It makes no sense. (laughs) And not only is he fucking Bob Ross, but apparently he's also a chef, even though his spoiled rich ass has probably never made a meal in his life. Yeah. Yeah. It's like at that point when they're
1: doing when they're, when they're both like hanging out and having that scene together like that. Again, a scene that feels like 30 minutes. It There are so many plot points hanging in the air at this point, And we're busy doing a rom-com scene. And I have no idea why I don't care about either of these two people. I guess I
0: cared about the omelet. Uh, but (laughs) that was about it. I was totally thinking about the food, too, because I'm like, wait, if this is how the goblin juice works now, if it makes us these amazing people with all these abilities, I fucking want some. Will it let me eat gluten? Yeah. Can I eat cheese again if I have goblin juice? Uh Yeah, just find out. Yeah, maybe it's worth it. And also, I mean, a lot of money went into this movie. We couldn't spend a little more to get Anything but Chubby Checker? No. No. That's what two young college-age kids are listening to? Uh-huh. This is the song we're going with. This is it. And as if it couldn't get any worse. MJ here, she is the instigator. Kisses Harry. Yeah. It happens for no reason. I struggle to even find the words.
1: It's out of the blue. Like like I said, like we're doing a classic rom-com scene, and of course. It ends with two people kissing because, of course, like you can't end a rom com scene without an oopsie dooley kissy face. And then it's what do you do after that? You either go all in or one person has to like run away inexplicably. And looks like this movie's gonna do the latter instead of MJ being like, eh.
0: (laughs) And it's such a terrible look for MJ in so many ways because let's not forget, she dated Harry. Back in the day. Mm -hmm. And he treated her like garbage. Mm. And not only that, but she hasn't broken up with Peter. So technically she's cheating here. Yeah. It's bad no matter what angle you take on it. Yeah. And also, he's an asshole. Even if he hadn't treated her like garbage, he is a spoiled, entitled little bastard. Mm Mm-hmm. And he may have forgotten that, but she shouldn't god it's it's ugh, it's
1: just gross all over
0: so here we have harry breaking and i hate this him having this goblin it's so
1: random it's so random that the painting just starts talking to him it's like oh
0: okay it's the idea i mean clearly they understood to a point that james franco can't pull this off because they needed defoe to come back and do this but the idea yeah. that they would put James Franco even in the same ballpark as Defoe is infuriating. hmm And him having this psychotic break is incongruous with all these other great abilities he now has. Yeah. And Norman tells him again, we must go after his heart. Because <laughs> <sighs> I feel like there were minimum three scenes missing. Between what happens right here and what happens next. Mm-hmm. It's so fast. Yeah. It's so fast. Because literally the next minute after he was kissing her, Harry is attacking her in her apartment.
1: <laughs> She's still digesting omelette.
0: <laughs> yes. When this happens. Yes. You are totally right. <laughs> All because he remembers, oh, I remember my daddy was taken. He must be avenged.
1: Also, again, really nice apartment she's got. It's, it's pretty great for New York. That's pretty good.
0: <laughs> and then the ending will also negate this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's at this point he, I mean, he's kind of choking her. She doesn't look hurt later on, but this is assault. And oh yeah, Harry tells MJ... There's something he wants her to do for him. If you want Peter to live.
1: Ugh. At this point, I was like, MJ, you need to move like this. Is just 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 leave near for a little while. This is not worth it. Seriously, right
0: there's there's <laughs> wide open land. Uh, go to L.A., you know, go to L.A. Like, Just don't just, just leave. There's nothing <laughs> keeping you here. Nope. So back at Peter's apartment, uh, the landlord's daughter actually gets a name. It's Ursula oh yeah and she's so excited that mj is calling (laughs) why is she so invested in peter's life i have no idea why
1: she's the biggest cheerleader for their relationship i have no idea and but that that's her one role apparently for this movie is to be a, a cheerleader for their relationship and then to wait on peter and make sure that he's okay
0: that's it That's her character. Well, what's so weird is that it definitely seems like she likes him too. But like, Mm -hmm. is this a thing of, oh, I just want you to be happy, even if it's not me, but I'll stay here in this god awful apartment (laughs) building as your backup in case MJ doesn't want you. I'll make you all the cake you want. (laughs) So of all the scenes that make no sense in this movie, I think this next one is at the top of the list. So Peter... Meets MJ on this bridge. And I think it's important to note that we see her ears a little bit. We see nothing to indicate that MJ is like wired for sound. Mm -hmm. And Harry's watching from a good hundred yards away, at least. Mm -hmm. Why doesn't she just say to Peter, she doesn't even have to whisper, like, hey, Harry's evil. So that's new. Remembers everything. He wants me to break up with you or he's going to kill you.
1: Or at the very least, since like we're dealing with like mid 2000s, pass him a note. Just the writer, put a note in your hand, grab his hands, put it in his hand. There you go. As you're like embracing for the last time, hypothetically, just write him a note. Right.
0: (laughs) Or just be like, okay, pretend we're upset now. Yeah. Or here's another crazy idea. Just blow up Harry's spot. You know Peter is Spider-Man. Harry Yeah, exactly. Harry doesn't have the glider. Move us the fuck out of here yeah. <laughs> like, right now. <laughs> and what is also problematic is that MJ, and this is another reason it doesn't land, is because MJ has every right and reason to actually break up with him. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's a crazy out of the blue thing, but it is certainly is to Peter, because his head is that oh. far up his own ass that he brings flowers
1: to this anyway like don't don't chill out with the flowers well (laughs) girls love flowers
0: don't they like they love poetry that's what doc ock taught me (laughs) so he's just super upset can't imagine why she'd break up with him but uh oh peter i love somebody else fell in love with somebody else
1: you know in this last week or so it it happened (laughs) yeah totally (laughs)
0: not, none of
1: this should be sending off red flags for you. <laughs> none of this. None of this should be doing anything to your Spidey sense or anything. Nothing.
0: <laughs> and I love the way MJ just casually walks past Harry after this. He's like, bravo. Mm-hmm. You're not the puppet master, you douche. <laughs> and now we're at the cafe and, you know, a, a good villain would let this simmer for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, would would surveil Peter and watch him be miserable for some time and really destroy his life maybe lose him his job at the paper yeah he he's rich enough to do that he, he has the means yeah he wouldn't take him out for coffee the same afternoon yeah and be like yeah turns out guess what i'm the other guy i've got the chew toy now what you going to do about yeah. it again the timing of this should be sending off a billion red flags yeah <laughs> In Peter's head, and Peter barely reacts when Harry tells him this. Like, do something! You don't have a right to, but Jesus Christ, yeah, have an emotion. Yell, <laughs> do what it is. Yeah, throw, Just have throw one. a goddamn muffin at him! I don't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then this is nuts. So Peter goes outside. He looks through the window at Harry, who's still eating his fucking pie. And Harry smiles and winks at him. All right. And then a truck goes by for like half a second and Harry is gone. Is he the flash now too?
1: <laughs> Did he pay his check? <laughs> that is so mean. Don't do that, Harry. Is <laughs> and it again, a million red flags. Just like,
0: please put something together. Like, how, as a director of a huge movie, are you missing this? So this is when Peter just really loses it. Fully embraces his darkness. Puts on the dark Spidey suit and goes to have it out with Harry. Man child to man child. And as much as I
1: love that first flight fight, in, like, the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie, I couldn't tell what the fuck was happening in this fight. It was just really fast, like, jump cuts and editing and people getting slammed into shit. And I, I was like, I don't know who's hitting who. I don't care who's hitting who. I can't tell what's happening again. This is the opposite of what I was feeling earlier. Yes. <laughs> when it comes to the fight scene. Yes,
0: and as nauseous as that earlier fight scene made me the way it was filmed, James Franco talking about the taste of Mary Jane made me even more nauseous. Yeah, we needed a bucket for this one. And, you know, it's so funny here. Harry says he protected Peter in high school. Like, really? You did a shit job of it. Yeah, you were really bad at that, dude.
1: (laughs) You're terrible at your job.
0: So I'm assuming that in exchange for his quote unquote protection, Peter let Harry copy his homework. Mm -hmm. that's my theory great foundation for a friendship Mm. best friends i do have to laugh though even though he doesn't have a leg to stand on in saying this i do laugh when peter calls him goblin junior (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. that is funny
0: (laughs) so the whole point of this nonsense is that harry tries to kill peter throws one of his pokeballs at him but peter hits it back and boom right in harry's face
1: And this is also going to be a running theme where explosions only go yay far. They don't, they don't just, they don't like engulf the entire room Uh in hellfire. (laughs) It's just like, oh, just
0: over there. (laughs) Well, see, you know why? Because that was one of the weaker Pokemon. Mm, mm. Yes. That wasn't a Charmander. That was more of a Jigglypuff. No. no. (laughs) So this is where this turns into honestly the most cringeworthy movie i've ever watched
1: yeah this is so gross um my notes say i hate my life um
0: (laughs) (laughs) like this really made my skin crawl yeah for so many reasons like i cannot deal with all of these women i fucking peter parker
1: Mm -hmm. it's every moment of this is as the kids say, cringe. Yeah. Every single moment of this 10-hour scene is so <laughs> gross and slimy. Yes.
0: Like, number one, Ugh. they act like no woman can resist him. Number two, Ugh. the movie acts like all of these women want him now because he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. This is like serious white male nice guy syndrome writing.
1: Yeah. Like when he we, when he calls like the waitress or like the uh the person at the door, like what was it like like hot legs or something yes. after slipping some kind of money? Any other any other club in New York would have she would have gone like, okay, pocket the money, call the bouncer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Throw him across the street. Yeah. <laughs> Just in reinforcing that ridiculous idea that women love it when you treat them like shit. I just saw this earlier yes. in the week, too. I have been uh, suffering mightily, not just with the, the Raimi trilogy, uh, but my husband unfortunately discovered Cobra Kai this week. So it's been just loads of fun uh, in my house.
1: I, I I haven't watched it, but I did look at the previews and clips and I was like, this isn't for yeah, me. Save yourself
0: <laughs> save yourself yeah. from hearing Johnny Lawrence uh, tell his protege how much women love it when you treat them like assholes. No! Yep.
1: All right great great great
0: so in this montage there's also another line that really bugs me and i think it speaks to a larger theme that's consistent throughout this franchise so jameson and the bugle have once again turned the city against spider-man which at this point they should yeah super easy at this point yeah because of the new eddie brock photos and there's a guy on the street who says i have a nine-year-old who loves spider-man who's she supposed to look up to now anyone else (laughs) i don't know buddy how about you how about her fucking father like for a movie franchise that talks so much about responsibility there's a lack of it in the larger context Mm -hmm. of the films like people are always abdicating responsibility whether it's the cops and the media blaming spider-man's absence for a higher crime rate or people on the street saying shit like this and it's such again you know i said this in our spider-man 2 episode boomer mentality bullshit in the direction, in the script.
1: Mm -hmm. New York does treat him as a friendly neighborhood lesser deity. Mm -hmm. Basically, (laughs) like through the whole movie of like, we must look up to him. We must praise him with claps
0: uh, when he goes by. (laughs) So back at the Bugle, Peter finally sees these new Eddie Brock photos and realizes that they're fake. So uh, Peter proves that all of those pics are Photoshopped. You're trash, Brock
1: another another scene where there are no winners yeah everybody loses yep
0: yep you know what's funny is I feel like if anybody's on the same level in this movie it actually as actors it is actually Toby Maguire and Dover Grace <laughs> <laughs> I can see them palling around together oh absolutely <laughs> and getting not a single woman between them nothing <laughs> just
1: striking out every night
0: So as he should, Jameson fires Eddie Brock, blackballs him. And now it just, it gets worse, as does the hair, because, oh God, this greasy black hair across his forehead. So slimy,
1: so slimy. Oh
0: God. And you know, I was explaining this to Amy, who (laughs) she owes me big time because she hasn't had to suffer through the rainy trilogy. (laughs) I was discussing this with her because I'm really the only white person she's ever had you know any kind of real contact with so mm-hmm. she's not up on you know the genetics of of the white folk you know <laughs> and i told her i'm like if you are naturally blonde or you know you have light brown hair le- like toby maguire does man you have to have the exact right complexion to pull off black hair yeah he does not
1: he does not <laughs> It's so bad. He looks like, like a negative photo. You know?
0: <laughs> Everyone is just fawning over Peter Parker at this point. And here's where we have Dr. Connors telling him while Peter is shoveling cake uh, cookies rather into his mouth that the venom goo amplifies the characteristics of its host. So, therefore, oh God, I hate even thinking about it, but it's time to go strutting through Manhattan. <laughs> I mean, if that were to actually have happened in real life, smartphones existed at that point. in 2007. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody would have been filming that. It would have gone straight on YouTube and he would have become. Especially
1: like down a busy New York street. Everyone would have been pissed. Yeah. Like no one would have been like aghast or, or ignoring. They would have knocked the shit
0: out of yes. him. <laughs> and he's the laughing stock of the internet for a month. Mm hmm. And then poor. Poor Elizabeth Banks has to debase mm-hmm. herself and act like in some universe Toby Maguire or Peter Parker, honestly, would have a prayer with her.
1: I just, I whispered too close to the, to the screen. <laughs> that happened. Just like way too close. No, no. Too close.
0: Get out of her range, please. And then that's not good enough. It's not because we've got to do finger guns to james brown and we've got a disco on the sidewalk in 2007
1: how does any of this relate to anything else in the movie john
0: travolta wouldn't have looked as ridiculous doing this god i just don't know what they were thinking it makes me wonder like did they accidentally put the blooper reel in the movie
1: Yeah, yeah, this is where I feel like Raimi and the other writers were like Pens down, Uh, we're just Going to leave these pages blank, you know (laughs) We're just going to make it up on the day Who cares? Like,
0: did they think This was cool? I have to wonder if this is One of those things for Tobey Maguire Like he tries to pretend it didn't happen Like Jennifer Aniston with Leprechaun Mm -hmm. You know, but it's Too big I just don't know And while he's strutting all over the place, while Sandman has found his way to dry land, look out, everybody. (laughs) He's still in the movie, inexplicably. We're still dealing with you. (laughs) So we're not done with inconceivable things happening in this movie because Gwen Stacy has agreed to a date with Peter Parker. And Eddie Brock is looking on upon this. And just one more reason to hate Peter because now he cost him the woman he never had to begin with. Yes. And oh, again the skin just crawling. You're looking fine, babe. His tiny
1: little voice saying these deep lines like these big jerk lines and it's coming out as his voice and I'm like there's no way that they didn't like have to do multiple takes because people were just laughing like <laughs> saying these
0: lines. I totally agree. Like can you imagine Bryce Howard? <laughs> Like, there is no way she put up with that without, <laughs> like, having a couple takes of, like, ha, ha, ha. oh God, let's go again. <laughs> I can picture her getting on the phone that night and be like, being like, Dad, you can never work with Sam Raimi ever. Okay?
1: Yes, we need to
0: stop this. <laughs> and this is where I ask myself again Does the movie want us to take this seriously? Want us to believe this? Because there is no world in which Tobey Maguire is pulling this off. He's not smooth. Mm -hmm. He's not charismatic. He has no sex appeal. And that's not even necessarily a matter of attractiveness. There are attractive men who have no charm. I know, I'm married to one. (laughs) But he has nothing. Yeah. None of it works. It's like the whole movie, and yeah, I'm going here, is trying to jam a round peg into a very, very square hole. Yes. So major red flag here, Gwen, come on. She sees MJ, asks Peter if he wants to go somewhere else, and uh he says no. Uh-uh. Get out of there, woman.
1: Yeah, that's not that is a that's a big red flag of like, oh, he has um no reaction to this. Uh almost like he planned it. Because anyone that uh that like would suddenly see this would have a reaction of some sort, and he does not. Uh that's not good. That's a uh, that's something to
0: be worried about. <laughs> yeah, and full disclosure, the second time I watched this, I had to mute this scene. No, I couldn't do it. I again.
1: understand. I totally understand. I did sit and watch this whole thing because I was transfixed by where this was going and how ludicrous and how cartoonish this whole scene becomes. Exactly. It makes no Sense whatsoever why the the bouncers
0: in this club don't immediately beat him down <laughs> exactly, and you know, I swear I could picture Tom Hanks watching this movie and getting so mad when he's like dancing on this piano, yes, like, no, no, you don't do that shit, I do that shit, you do not besmirch my legacy, <laughs> and after he is done just. Utterly humiliating MJ at her place of business. At least Gwen has the brains to leave and the dignity to apologize to MJ. Yes. That was like the one moment where I was like, oh, that's
1: actually really good. Cause like she has the dignity to leave and tell Peter off. And more importantly, apologize to MJ for all of this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and then
0: excuse herself from this. Yeah. Because she also realizes in that moment, oh, I've been used.
1: Yes, exactly. And just like, no, I don't, nope, nope, agency, I'm out of here.
0: <laughs> so after this, Peter thinks he's going to go have a chat with MJ. And finally, we get some bouncers up here trying to stop him, but not before. I just couldn't believe it. He backhands MJ to the fucking ground. Ugh.
1: Uh... I was just like, and call the cops. Every cop. Like, every, everyone. This is not funny. This is not good. This is terrible. I know that the movie is framing the scene as, oh God, how could he do this? But like,
0: holy shit. That's no. And th- no, th- don't do this movie. And this is where I can hear lots of men saying, oh, it was a different time. No, fucking Blade Runner was a different time. And it yes. still mm-hmm. wasn't okay then. Ugh. This is too. 2007 oh it was before the me too movement. oh bullshit that's bullshit they can't even see the problem with that line of thinking yeah this is outright abuse and you know it's it's a larger problem we have in this country that if you beat up a stranger you're gonna get arrested for assault but when it's your spouse eh, go ahead
1: Mm mm-hmm it's just a little little domestic dispute it's okay right. it's a different category right there's
0: no mandatory arrests like it's it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. but uh really we we shouldn't worry too much about this they'll be fine because he peter feels really bad about it
1: he's so bad He's he feels so bad he feels so bad but he's not bad enough to apologize or do anything or like or like fucking like just do anything about it no no but but he feels really bad just, just take our word for it guys
0: Now, did I miss something here? How the hell does Peter Dark Spidey end up at this church? I have no
1: idea. But he is not Daredevil. He needs to get the fuck off that church. (laughs) Like, that was my only thought of just like, no, no, no. No, no, no. You are in his spot. Get off. <laughs> Father Lantham has no time for you. Go away. Yes. <laughs> Get the fuck off Daredevil's spot. His name is on that perch. Get off of it.
0: But he is here, of course, because Eddie Brock, who is apparently Catholic, has entered this church with the oh-so-humble request of dear baby Jesus, please kill Peter Parker.
1: <laughs> Which I understand. I have also asked God to kill my enemies, so
0: I get it. (laughs) And again, I ask, are we supposed to take Topher Grace seriously? I don't know. I don't know how the movie wants us to feel about him.
1: Yeah, because he's done a lot of bad things, but the movie also wants us to feel bad for him, maybe, in
0: this scene. But the audience has no reason to. You know what? Back in 2007... We didn't yet have the word incel, but that's what he is. Mm. He would be on a Reddit message board for the nice guys these days. Mm -hmm. Talking about what Mm -hmm. bitches.
1: He's on on Forton. He's
0: easily on Forton. (laughs) So Peter is uh, (laughs) conveniently standing right above Eddie Brock when he is tearing off the Venom suit. It's one with the suit, not with Peter. Who the hell knows? And the goo starts falling onto Eddie Brock below. Why exactly does it turn Eddie Brock into the alien teeth monster, but not Peter? No idea. (laughs) (laughs) There is no logical reason. Well, the only saving grace is that only one of them wears those disgusting, horrific dentures.
1: They look so bad. On
0: him, on his tiny
1: little baby mouth. He was clearly <laughs> and having just full of shark
0: teeth, and he was clearly having some trouble talking with them. Uh huh. But before Eddie Brock slash Venom can really uh, sink his teeth into things, we have to go <gasps> back to uh, to brood with Peter for a little bit, and Aunt May shows up just in the nick of time to point him in the right moral direction. <laughs> kind of. God, the audacity of the scene. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> forgive himself. And you know what? yeah oh, I it is in all bold and underlined in my notes. Of like, how about you apologize, you douchebag fuck? Yep. God damn it. Like, I forgive
0: yourself. Oh, God damn it, Aunt May. And you know what gets me is that so Aunt May doesn't know the extent of what happened with MJ. She's got no idea. Mm-hmm. But even if she di- she did, I'm betting she would say the same thing. Yeah. She wouldn't care. Yeah. Like I don't think Ben ever smacked her around, but I'm sure they had neighbors who were smacking their wives around and they did fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Because it was
1: yeah, he's 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 the man in this relationship. So therefore, you just you just need to have a timeout with yourself and forgive yourself for what you did. Never apologize. Never vocalize or do any actions to 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 do anything to not do that again. Just internalize it and just forgive yourself. And
0: maybe maybe it won't happen again. So somehow, with what resources and information, I have no idea. Eddie Brock tracks down Flint Marco because they need to team up to kill the spider of all the
1: alleyways in this fucking city (laughs) it's like oh we're together in this one it doesn't i i I don't and i don't know why marco would really give a shit about killing the spider (laughs) He's just like i don't really care i'm just gonna go rob another bank yeah and (laughs) i really don't give a
0: shit how does eddie brock know anything about his kid yeah He, he, he shouldn't there's no there's no way he should know so now Eddie uh, takes the chance that at some point in the next I don't know hours, days, weeks that MJ might need a cab somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> and so apparently Sam Raimi did not want to do this. He apologized to Kirsten Dunst for having MJ be kidnapped again, but fuck oh, that! Oh, I'm not shocked. Fuck that! that. Yeah, because he is just as guilty of the terrible misogyny in the first two movies and you know what else Mm -hmm. like i don't know all the particulars but he's a big time director and directors stand up for things all the time Mm -hmm. he didn't care enough to die on this hill Mm -hmm. yeah what what were they gonna do to him come on Mm -hmm. yeah at that
1: point like he was pretty much untouchable with this trilogy he could have done whatever the fuck he wanted and said whatever he wanted especially the sony and they wouldn't have had a like to stand on like what are they gonna do get rid of him no they can't do that
0: (laughs) yeah so now let's make this third act here as convoluted as possible we're not just gonna kidnap nj we're gonna put her on a cab in a cab that's sitting on top of venom webs like 80 stories high why does she have to be (laughs) in the cab
1: she doesn't she doesn't have to be in the cab
0: (laughs) why would you go to all that trouble
1: just string up a giant fucking like thing of machinery with it, like just just put her, just put her right below the dump truck or something, just right below it. That's all you gotta do. You don't even need to have a
0: cab in the way. Just that's it. Yeah, and just take her out of the cab. <laughs> like, yeah. So then this debacle is all over the news, which as it should be. Of course it would be. Yes. But the problem with this is, why the hell is this local New York reporter British? <laughs> that is a weird choice yeah like okay granted no way home had five people in it who were brits pretending to be americans yes but there's a reason they at least they pretended. exactly there was a reason they were pretending because it made sense because it wouldn't make sense for any of them to be british like it does it here
1: this random BBC reporter just you know on location doing another story in New York saw this clusterfuck happening and was like I'm gonna report this too maybe
0: <laughs> like does the rest of the country after this movie think that we had you know British reporters on our local news like I, I understand I, uh, no no so now thank god thank god we're almost there it's time for the showdown
1: it's time for the big CGI clusterfuck showdown where i again got up and was like i need to make dinner i can't this isn't i i know how this is going to go i'm just i'm I, this movie does not need me again <laughs> to play out
0: <laughs> yeah so peter puts his original suit back on and we're going to see harry because peter knows he can't handle sandman and venom by himself but it's not harry so much as like the elephant man at this point <laughs> because even though it's been like I don't know, a day, maybe two, since that Pokeball exploded in his face. He is all scarred like he, you know, was in the Crusades 10 years ago. What is this? Yeah,
1: exactly. It's not red. It's just all just already done. And it's just scar tissue. And I maybe that's part of the the goblin serum, like healing you and healing you over really fast, but maybe not correctly. Maybe that's part of it. Who knows? We'll never know.
0: And at first, you know, he basically tells Peter to go fuck himself and Peter takes off. But mm-hmm. don't worry, Bernard, Bernard is coming to save the day. And he tells Harry, when when your father was was returned, I cleaned his wound. And this was like, eh, stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know, my house cleaner is coming again in, uh, in two and a half weeks. And I'm going to tell her, look, Sada, you ever arrived to the house? And I am dead on the floor, impaled by a sharpened (laughs) nylon bone. You are not required to bathe my corpse.
1: Yeah, yeah, please, please just leave that to the medical examiners and the coroners. Please, it's a crime scene. Don't touch the body. Just just call (laughs) 911. Just call 911 and leave. It's fine.
0: (laughs) But at least Bernard is, is able to confirm that Norman's wounds matched his glider, that Peter is telling the truth, and it was Norman's own hubris that killed why him. In the
1: end. Did he never tell him this sooner? Like, why is it right now after everything? After wrecking the apartment, which he saw, like and, and didn't just be like, oh, just boys being boys, again, like, throwing goblin bombs around the apartment that I now have to clean. Like, are you really? You know, say it say it earlier, buddy.
0: Yeah. And he did try to, but all he said in all this time was, I didn't kill your father. Couldn't need a little more explanation. Write a fucking letter yeah, if that's what he thinks. Yeah, yeah. Make a video. Who cares? Like, just uh,
1: make it as explicit and explain everything as neatly as possible. Oh, wait,
0: you know what? No, I forgot. He can't write a letter. He can't afford the stamps. Okay. <laughs> so, as usual... MJ is completely helpless here while being held hostage. I swear I'm going to hear Kirsten Dunst screaming in my dreams for a while. (laughs) And the same way I'm going to be seeing these Topher Grace teeth. Ugh. And this is where, like, he comes off the most, this incel crybaby. You humiliated me. And, you know, it is true, that old saying of women are afraid men will kill them and men are afraid women will humiliate them. Mm -hmm. and they don't understand you know the insanity of that difference
1: yeah and then here it is on
0: display basically (laughs) so now we have our big fight scene here with venom and this sand creature who is just all kinds of nebulous and as Spider-Man shows up,
1: everyone is just around here, around this this crime scene in progress, just clapping. And then he poses in front of a CG American flag. Of course he does. And I scream, "Hey, George Bush George, is George
0: still president!" <laughs> and just when it seems like New York is about to lose their hero, and Peter is about to die, da 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 da. Our hero, Harry Osborne,
1: <laughs> In quotations and question oh, marks.
0: Shows up and hits Sandman with a Pokeball. Correct me if I'm wrong. We are in New York, correct? Yeah. And what the fuck yeah. do we have this little kid saying wicked cool for? I have no idea. We're not in Boston. Maybe he's a tourist. <laughs> he's a tourist. We're not in Boston. Get out of here, little shit. <laughs> and, of course, Peter saves MJ yet again. And he and Harry, at least for the moment, subdue Sad man. And this is where they really hit home. Whether they realize it or not, which I don't think they did, that everything Peter did as Dark Spider-Man was truly him. Mm -hmm. Eddie Brock likes being Venom because he was a sociopath to begin with. Yes. And Peter never considers, nobody ever considers what that means for Peter.
1: Yeah, he never thinks of or like internalizes that of like, wait a minute.
0: (laughs) That's me. Oh. And just as Venom is about to kill Peter with the glider, Harry makes the ultimate sacrifice for his best friend, takes the hit, just like daddy. And now he's finally lived up to his father. (sighs) As if anyone cared. Yeah. I was just like, all right, guess you're dead. Bye. (laughs) <laughs> and while he's busy dying because you know you got to get a bit you got to get busy living or get busy dying he's getting yeah. busy dying mm-hmm.
1: and it takes him um, an eon to die <sighs> from those staff <laughs> this, is,
0: this takes longer than sean connery and the untouchables which is insane oh yeah oh yeah so at this point i just i said i'm fuck it whatever you want to use sound and vibration to to subdue venom and, and get this goo off without any kind of precondition, fine. I don't care. Do whatever. Just make it stop. Yeah,
1: I was like, just end, just end, just stop this movie. Just end it. I don't care how. I don't care why. The closer we get to the credits, the closer I am to freedom.
0: Just end. Exactly. So Peter uses a pokeball to blow up the venom goo and Eddie Brock in the process. Oh boo! Oh no! <laughs> I'll light a candle for him Again. at the church.
1: Explosion goes Jay far. Yes.
0: <laughs> and, oh, this just, this kills me. So Flint Marco has survived. He's still alive and he's back in his human form. And we still have to see Ben Parker die two more times. <laughs> so his whole thing is, oh, I was scared and the gun went off. So, so they retcon the retcon, basically. Right. <laughs> so feel sorry for me. I, it turns out I was just a desperate man and the gun just went off. And I'm like, mm, you know what, buddy? That doesn't fly for me. You know why? Yeah, that's
1: still murder. <laughs> cool story, still murder. Still murder. <laughs>
0: yep. And not only that, but, you know, an unloaded gun scares people just as much as a loaded gun. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it was loaded tells me you were prepared to use it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just pistol whip somebody. With an unloaded Mm -hmm. gun. Mm -hmm. And because this is a Sam Raimi Hallmark movie, Peter just forgives Marco and doesn't consider that this man is a supervillain sand being. And maybe as Spider Man, he should do something to try and contain him so that he doesn't again destroy the city or, I don't know, commit more crimes to save his daughter. So
1: basically, like, Marco goes, I was doing everything for my daughter. Peter says, I forgive you. Marco flutters away on the wind. And I'm like, did any of those things have anything to do with each other? You know,
0: to be perfectly (laughs) honest, I might have a little bit more respect for Peter if he actually just went and killed the daughter, because I feel like that would solve the problem. (laughs) I'll solve this problem very real fast. (laughs) I'll breathe on her and she'll fucking die, apparently. (laughs) I mean, yeah, just go right to the source. Yeah. And then we have to have this ridiculous death scene although i will say mcguire actually does a better job in this one than he did with cliff robertson in the first movie mm-hmm. but who could care about harry osborne dying <gasps> no. so he gets this hero's funeral that mirrors his father and i assume they were buried next to each other with some kind of tether binding them to two together since harry just couldn't <laughs> seem to live without him
1: let's bury them right in the same plot just put one coffin on the other <laughs> coffin and just just put the dirt on and be like ah it's, it's fine it's what it's what they wanted it was in, it was in their wills
0: and i would like to know what happened to the whole like goblin fortress in the apartment there was a ton of shit in there yeah
1: it's so that is bernard gonna be the next <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gotta walk in that like tube of goblin serum. Why not Bernard?
0: <laughs> oh my god, him and Alfred are gonna team up. Alfred's gonna make their costumes because you know that's yes. what he does. Oh, that would be amazing! I would watch the Bernard and Alfred movie. I would absolutely watch that. Bernard. And would you pick Michael Go or Michael Kate?
1: Ah, I'd probably go Michael Kate. Yeah, I think it depends
0: on who. If Schumacher's directing it, Michael Go. Yeah. For sure. But if no one's doing it, we'll take Michael Caine. Yes. And we are left with the most infuriating scene in this entire trilogy. Without any discussion, any hint at an apology, nothing. MJ just goes right back to Peter.
1: At no point does this man say, I'm sorry. Like, in any context or vocalizing it in any way does he ever apologize for anything that he did
0: no responsibility whatsoever and nor does she demand it she's in the middle of a set and then she just
1: stops when like he offers his hand and i bet the magicians are like what the fuck we're still going
0: Why is this happening again? Security, he's back. (laughs) Take care of this. That is an excellent point. But, you know, they probably don't recognize him without the hair. (laughs) Instead of, who's that guy? Now it's just, who's that guy?
1: Who's that guy? Why is this happening again? Are we allowed to finish the set? Apparently not. Security. Well,
0: because it's not like her career actually matters. It's not like anything outside of them should matter.
1: Yeah, because her life immediately stops when he enters the scene. So she has to stop her set in front of the public in that cafe when he walks in because he's walked in, obviously.
0: I hate this movie. (laughs) If I ever have occasion to meet Kirsten Dunst, I'm going to sit down with her and I'm going to show her I have no recording devices. I don't even have a pen, paper, nothing. And we're just going to have a heart to heart chat. Because she must have needed therapy after making these movies. Oh, yeah. More therapy than she must have needed after interviewed it with the vampire.
1: Yeah, she's she's definitely now on my list of, like, people I do want to, like, have in that situation of just talking to them about their experiences and not, like, with no recordings. Just to be like, hey, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I just watched uh, Trauma for, like, 90 minutes. Are you good? <laughs> oh, well, thank God. That wraps up, not just Spider-Man three, but the entirety of the Raimi trilogy. Will you make a pact with me? Never mm-hmm. again. Oh, never again. Oh no no no! <laughs> oh, no. I don't care if uh, <laughs> never again. I don't care if John Watts or or Sam Raimi or any of them. Have a podcast one day and invite me on it. I'm not talking about this movie or watching it again.
1: Never again will I watch this movie. This is two times for me watching this movie. That is it. That is it. I can't do this again. My my iTunes account is is cursed and degraded by having this being a rental on my
0: history. <laughs> <laughs> my only consolation is that I'm sure... Everyone listening to this episode enjoyed this episode more than the movie itself.
1: I hope, I deeply hope. And got
0: so. some <laughs> got some much needed catharsis out of it.
1: Yeah. This this was like a good therapy session for me <laughs> going through
0: this <laughs> and letting this all out. Oh, it you know what it's like? It's like in the Green Mile when John Coffey lets out all the bugs. Oh, that is this movie. Oh, it's spiders. Bugs, mouth bugs. <laughs> All right. So as I mentioned earlier, Paige is one of the co-hosts of the Level Seven Access Podcast. Paige, where can everybody find you guys?
1: Uh, but you can find us on Twitter at Level Seven Access Pod. Our podcast can be found on all major podcast outlets, iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Right now, we're covering um, Star Wars. We're covering uh, the book of uh, Boba Fett. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <it's>... <laughs> It's it it's it's been a real trip so far on all of our emotions with
0: this show. I understand. My husband has also had that on while I sit on the couch and read because I'm not into Star Wars and I just occasionally look over and I'm like, what the fuck are you watching?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good reaction. That's a very good reaction. <laughs> yeah, we mainly cover uh Marvel stuff, Marvel movies, Marvel TV, and we also dabble in Star Wars now.
0: <laughs> awesome. Paige, thank you so much for joining me today this was thank so much you fun
1: for letting me come on this was awesome i love roasting movies <laughs>
0: Especially like trash fires like this this was so much fun and thank you to all you madams for joining us today i'm Madam chris and next week everybody gets what amy is back so Ooh. just play the song reunited in your own heads because we would get sued if we played it uh, we will be covering Eternals, so if you haven't already, subscribe to the show so you don't miss out and, you know, maybe watch the movie on Disney+. In the meantime, come chat with us on Twitter and Instagram, at MarvelMadams, and check out our blog and website at TheMarvelousMadams.com, where Infinity Stones are a girl's best friend.